Hello and welcome back to the Life on the Wrist podcast. There's some interesting things that have happened over the last week. Of course, Dubai Watch Week is going on, and so you can imagine that there are a ton of interesting things that have happened in the watch world over the past seven days. And so I'm going to go over some interesting news that's out of um, some of the some of the watch events that have happened. I'll talk about a couple of the new releases um, that uh, brands have released at Dubai Watch Week. And then I'll give you um, just kind of a, a, a little bit of an idea of what's to come over the next couple of weeks as we are sort of winding down the year. Um, so I'll give a little bit of a brief um, update on um, life on the wrist and what's to come for the rest of 2023. So jumping straight into it, um, of course, uh, there was, um, I think I mentioned it last week, there was an exhibition held in New York City for uh, Planet Ocean, uh, excuse me, Planet Omega which was a way to showcase the watches that Omega had, um, has uh, produced and, and is working with um, it this year. It was a really, I, I had the opportunity to go to, to an event um, at the um, Omega exhibition and it was really great uh, to see some of the pieces. I also got to see some of the vintage pieces that they had there, JFK's watch. They also had Elvis's watch. So um, if you want to see um, some highlights of that exhibition, head over to the Life Nurse Instagram, and we've got a story that's pinned. Um, you can you can check it out there. Um, but um, you know, of course, Daniel Craig, the previous James Bond, made an appearance at this um, at this exhibition in New York, and of course, people were looking to see what he had on his wrist. Now. Um, this is obviously a big thing as being an ex, uh, being an ex James Bond, um, he's probably going to be wearing something quite interesting, and so what what people actually found was he was wearing a white dial Omega Speedmaster. Some people were pointing to the fact that it might be the um, white gold three eight three eight six one Speedmaster, but um, there were subtle details about this watch that made it um, not that piece. Um, it had this interesting white dial, black bezel, and red Speedmaster text. And so um, people who might have an idea of what's going on seem to be speculating that this is a <clears throat> watch that Omega was set to release in 2024. And this was the first time this watch was being worn outside of um, of, uh, of the Omega factory. So an interesting sort of subtle release, white dials have been, been very, very popular in, in Omega's history, as well as in the Speedmaster history, they've created some um, very specific pieces related to white dials. So it will be interesting to see when this watch is released. I do find it interesting that someone who is a brand ambassador had the opportunity to wear a watch that Omega hadn't technically released to a public event where people would be obviously watch spotting. Um, nevertheless, it's definitely a teaser, and I'm sure that Speedmaster fans all over the world are very excited um, for um, this watch to be released. So cool to see um, Daniel Craig obviously participating in Omega event, um, being that he's a brand ambassador, but also showcasing a, a really, um, I think, iconic watch is the wrong way of putting it, but uh, sort of teasing what will likely be an iconic watch in the future. Next up, um, I wanted to talk about something that was launched at Dubai Watch Week, uh, something called Every Watch, which is a website designed to provide watch collectors with an unbiased and database platform for insights into the availability and market value of collectible watches. This is um, a fairly interesting project that um, has taken some time to be put together. Um, the idea is that it would be something like a Yahoo Finance of, of watches and that you would um, have 
the inventories of basically the entire web uh, on this on this um, website. It's a very interesting concept. I think it makes collecting watches quite um, quite easy. It allows for people to um, know what's going on in the world of watches with specific references. So a really cool um, cool piece of technology. The release of um, every watch was a little bit controversial, though. There was an article on the Odenki website um, that they released kind of de describing it. And then when you went into the comments section, there were a lot of people who were commenting essentially positively, and it looked like their accounts had been pretty recently created. Uh, this obviously was spotted by a lot of keen observers in the watch world. Um, and... Uh, you know, I think it, there was some, some, some backlash related to the fact that there, I think there were essentially bots that were commenting on this, trying to hype it up and make it seem like it's such a great invention. Uh, I'm not going to pass judgment on, on, on if Hodinkee did it or if every watch did it or what, what really happened. I think the concept is really interesting. I do think it will be a, a useful platform for watch collectors as, as people try to get as much information on watches and what's on the market. Um, so I think it's a cool concept. Um, the launch, I will leave to your imagination. I, I recommend you go to the comments because there are actually some funny ones out there. Um, if you want to take a look at that, um, I, I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can see it. Um, I'll also leave a link to every watch because I do think it's worth taking a look at as the watch landscape continues to change. All right, diving into a few watches that I wanted to cover. Um, I've selected a couple um, that, that were sort of released at, during Dubai Watch Week. Um, one of them being the Streamliner. Um, H. Moser Streamliner basically had a little bit of a refresh. There were three years of it not being on the market, and then now they have released it with... Um, um, in a, in a smaller 39mm case, which is an interesting sort of um, move by them. Of course, 39mm really hits home with a lot of collectors, especially given the size of the, um, you know, the case being the way that it's designed, it's going to sit really nicely. You also have this really grand feu fumé enamel dial that they've put on on this watch. It's the first one with this aqua blue color, a really beautiful example. and. Um, I am a huge uh, supporter of H. Moser and, and their Streamliner watch. I covered it when it was released back in, I, I don't even remember when they released it, um, but we, we did make a video and an article about it. So a really cool release, beautiful dial. When you flip it over, you also have an incredibly beautiful movement looking at you. I think this is a smaller movement than they use in their... in their... Um, in their, uh, their previous Streamliner... Um, it's their new caliber 500, which is slightly smaller, I think by something like a millimeter in width, width and about a millimeter in thickness. Um, it has a really cool micro rotor, which of course I'm a huge fan of. I can talk about them endlessly as one of the movements that I think are, are super interesting. Um, and a really cool watch and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that they, um, they released this. Longines also released their Longines Legend Diver in 39mm. I think what you're seeing is watch brands trying to find the sweet spot when it comes to the right um, size of their specific pieces. The Longines Legend Diver, I think, is one of their best watches. It obviously pays tribute to 
one of their original legend divers that they released um this being sort of an upgraded one it was released in 2007 um and kind of was their vintage inspired piece i think they've refined it really nicely made it a little bit smaller which i think makes it wearable and i think we'll continue to make it um, one of the best um, watches that a, a watch collector could buy at that specific price point. Running on ETA movement, but a really, really valuable um, valuable uh, watch that someone would be, would be buying that, that can be enjoyed as a first watch or just a watch that can be added to a specific collection. Um, I think they come in blue or black dial, steel case, 39mm case. You can get it on leather, nylon, or stainless steel bracelet. Um, a great piece, and I will always um, speak of them very, very highly. Boris also released a really interesting Pro Pilot um, with um, this incredibly um, interesting kaleidoscope of colors on their Pro Pilot. Um, this, uh, the Pro Pilot I've spoken about, it kind of is in the same vein as the Longines Legend Diver. I do think it's a, a really um, valuable piece for the for the for the brand that you're getting you have this really cool um, dial that they've released now um, that kind of has a gradient from blue to green to purple and really makes the watch a little bit more fun the case is in titanium um, and the dial is lasered uh, titanium so again this is uh, an incredible piece for the for the price point you're getting a really interesting dial that you're not going to see on many many watches and the Pro Pilot is a very, very wearable piece um, in the in the case design that they've uh, constructed. The last piece I wanted to go over was um, the Patek Philippe Rainbow Aquanaut uh, Minute Repeater that was made for ladies. Um, this piece is a really interesting, uh, really interesting. So. Um, what you basically have is an Aquanaut uh, from Patek Philippe with a minute repeater complication. Now, on top of that, what you have is, um, and I want to make sure that I um, describe this well, um, you have this rainbow, um, this release of rainbow, uh, so it's an Aquanaut, sorry. It's very hard to describe because it's got a lot um, sort of going on. So what you have is an Aquanaut with a minute repeater complication. You then have a rainbow, full rainbow gem setting on the, um, the bezel. You then have um, what I believe is diamonds on the outside of that bezel. You then have diamonds on the dial and you have rainbow gem settings for each of the hour markers. The watch also has a full rainbow, uh, rain, a rainbow gem set um, bracelet that includes the lugs, includes all the way through the entire uh, bracelet. I think what you're basically getting is um, a, a rose gold, baguette cut sapphires, baguette cut diamonds, 160 brilliant cut diamonds in a 38.8 millimeter case. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> you basically have um, 
you basically have an incredibly colorful rainbow set aquanaut that is made for ladies. Now, um, obviously this kind of follows a lot of hype that's kind of gone to the rainbow Daytonas that have been released. Patek Philippe has also released Nautiluses in these sort of configurations where you have these. So it's not uncommon for, for Patek Philippe to do this, but it certainly is a statement when you're seeing, um, when you take a look at this watch. Um, it's um, quite loud, but it's very, very beautiful. As everything with Patek Philippe, it is, um, it is, in no doubt, the diamonds and the sapphires are of the best quality, of the best color, they make it perfect. Um, so, um, that's one thing, but you're also getting a minute repeater, which I think makes it even more interesting. So, um, a very interesting piece. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So if you want to contact me, uh, go to Instagram if you want to send us a message there, but you can also send us a message on lifeonthewrist.com because I would love to hear your thoughts on this specific, um, watch. I'll close out this podcast with one last piece. A piece that obviously is important to me as I am an incredible supporter of MBNF and um, I always speak about their new releases because I really do find them, you know, it was one of the first brands, uh, I'm going to just go off on a tangent here really quickly, Patek, or excuse me, MBNF was actually one of the first watch brands that I saw on Instagram. Obviously, I knew of other watch brands because, you know, I had researched them and, and, and sort of was around them, you know, um, during my life. But MBNF was really the first piece where, that I saw on Instagram that I was like, wow, what the heck is that? And it was their HM1. And it really caught my eye because the design was so different than what was being released during that time. And I think it started off with that. But then when I sort of did additional research on MBNF, what I found was they were really doing things that other brands were not doing. They were pushing the envelope when it came to the design of watches. And that was something that I really... Uh, kind of it kind of resonated with me because I think there's there's a, there's the watch industry can be um, can be criticized to the, for producing the same thing over and over again it works but I do like the, did like the fact that MBNF was trying to do something different and so that's why I kind of love the brand and continue to love them today they ended up releasing uh, about. Um, I think it was November 15th, they released the Horological Machine number 11, um, which explores the world of architecture. architecture. Um, what they sort of point to is the experimental postmodern architecture of the 1960s, um, when a handful of groundbreaking architects went against the prevailing utilitarian trends, creating inno innovative organic forms. And so they kind of describe this piece as the HM11 Architect, which is the culmination of 18 years of watchmaking R&D at MBNF, as much in the case design as the movement engineering. The watch is made of 364 components with a vertically stacked 60 seconds flying turbial. It's housed under a uh, double-domed sapphire crystal, and then you have four rooms, uh, four, conical, uh, four rooms through conical gears that the um, information is sent through, um, which is kind of a specialty of MBNF. Each of those rooms is kind of out on the outside of the watch. Three of the rooms, the, uh, excuse me, the first of the three rooms contains the hours and minutes. 
Then there is a power reserve indicator room and a th thermometer room, which I thought was really cool. And then the fourth room is for setting the watch. Um, interestingly, it has an oversized crown in um, sapphire crystal, which is a world first. And to wind the four days of power reserve in the watch, they created a very unique winding system. What you can do is essentially you rotate the entire case on its base that um, is so efficient that if you turn the watch just 90 degrees, it'll power the watch an additional two and a half hours. What's incredible about this is, and I think this is, um, I want to speak about this a little bit more. What's really amazing about this is they did this in 42 millimeters in diameter. That is something that I think is going to attract a lot of different collectors. A lot of people that I speak to about MBNF don't, you know, they, they shy away from the brand because the pieces are so large. You really have, um, like Max sort of describes it, these are horological pieces of art that tell time. They're not really focused on, you know, creating something that's, you know, the perfect 39 millimeter uh, Submariner, the 30, the perfect 39 millimeter Longines Legend Diver. They're creating these incredible pieces of art um, from a mechanical and a artistic perspective and doing and creating a watch like this in 42 millimeters i think is their way of um perhaps hearing what other what what people are saying about the about the brand and trying to innovate to make it a little bit more wearable if you see this watch on someone's wrist it is incredibly wearable i think it would even fit my wrists and my wrists are small <laughs> so um, it's so exciting to see MBNF innovate in this way. What an interesting shape that they've created, an interesting um, mechanical uh, piece, but also a really uh, beautiful uh, looking piece that's, um, I think, going to capture the attention of a lot of, um, a lot of uh, enthusiasts. So, so excited about this piece. I'll leave links, in, links in, the show, in the show notes for you to see some images of it because it's worth seeing it as I sort of speak through it. Um, it's going to be... Um, released um or it's going to be launched in two limited editions of only 25 pieces each one with um blue and red gold blue and red gold uh dial plates so um so yeah um great piece and i encourage you to take uh, take a look at um take a look at it I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to this episode of the Life Nurse Podcast. As always, I'll leave links in the show notes to all of the articles and the um, news that I spoke about during this podcast. I recommend that you go and check those out. There'll also be links to all of our social media platforms as well as our website if you want to get more watch content from lifeonthenurse.com. There'll be articles that we release and uh, videos that we release. I wanted to mention sort of what's coming up over the next couple of weeks for lifeonthenurse.com. On Wednesday, we'll be releasing another article to cover one of the vintage watches that we got in. It's a very exciting IWC. Um, you probably have seen it on our Instagram if you follow us, so stay tuned for that. Um, we'll have, as always, an article going through the piece um, and showing you some pictures, and then we will also have a video where we go in-depth and you can see the watch in the metal, ticking, going, doing its thing on the wrist. Um, so... Um, I recommend that you check out the video as well. Of course, we're going into the holiday season. I will likely um, continue to um, make uh, videos and podcasts throughout the season, but we might miss a couple of weeks just being that it's the holiday season. 
but don't fret, we'll be back in 2024. We are going into the week of, um, for, for those of you based in the United States, we are going into the week of Thanksgiving. So if you do celebrate Thanksgiving, I want to wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're spending it with loved ones. Um, and you can take a moment to kind of reflect on the year and think about what you're, you're grateful for, what you're thankful for, whether that's people in your life, events that took place, or just the fact that you're around. Um, there are many people that are not as fortunate as you are uh, to be listening to this podcast. Not saying that these podcasts are amazing, but I want to say that if you have the ability to listen to these podcasts, I do think you're in a unique position um, compared to other people in the world that are far less fortunate than, than we are. Um, so do keep them in your, mo- in your mind during the, the holiday season. Um, and remember how, how, um, how lucky you are because there are many people that might not be in the position that you are. And I think that's something that I'm trying to remind myself during this time of year. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, as, as I said, there'll be links in the show notes to all of our socials if you want to um, hit us up there. We'd love to chat watches with you. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And until next time.